it's time for us to have some very engaging technology conversations. If you're ready, turn up the volume, sit back, relax, and let's go. My name is Philip Ashon and this is City Trends. City Trends is sponsored by First National Bank. How may we help you? And ZPay, freedom to choose, express, and transact. Simply dial star 270 hash right now and enjoy some freedom from your trusted remittance to mobile money wallet partner, which is now a licensed mobile money company. You can have all the freedom you want to receive money um, transfer from abroad directly into your ZPay mobile money wallet. It gives you the freedom to do a number of things, including cash out from all agents, cash in at agents online with Visa card, or from any third party mobile money wallet. Transfer to all other wallets by airtime for all networks in Ghana and other parts of the world, and even pay bills and transfer into any bank account without having to link them. You have the freedom, and this is how you tap into that freedom. Star. 270 hash right now irrespective of your network do it right now and jump into the freedom that only zpay mobile money wallet offers you with zpay mobile money wallet there's freedom and no wahala your money is safe and secure this is what freedom is all about and so give a call 0302-905-700 or what's up um 050-156-7073 for more information simply log on to myzpay.com that is m-y-z-e-e-p-a-y.com And what a show we have for you today. It is a jam-packed show, but it is a relevant show regardless. Two topics that we are discussing we are discussing today. Number one, when the law goes high-tech, what happens? We'll be finding out all of that with Mr. Kwekubwedu, who is an, an IT lawyer. They like to, you know, make sure they cushion the description properly so that the bar doesn't get too upset. And of course, you have Therese Jones, who is the CEO of Ripple Influence, talking about influencer marketing 101. If you know someone who wants to get be an influencer, quote unquote, well, this is a conversation for you. Remember, the show is always sponsored by First National Bank and ZPay. You can be a part of the conversation with your questions and everything by simply sending us a message on our WhatsApp number 0549-986-996. Number once again is 0549-986-996. Alternatively, you can send us a message on Twitter using the hashtag C-I-T-I-T-R-E-N-D-S. That is C-I-T-I-T-R-E-N-D-S. 
We'll also be talking, of course, about Techpreneurs Month, which begins next week. I'm so excited. I'll be telling you some of the people or the solutions you'll be hearing about um, for the next month um, starting next week. It's going to be very, very exciting stuff. Some very great companies um, will be passing through in November. So make sure you look out for the news stories. You look out for, um, you know, the pictures of the personalities and the solutions that will be coming through the studio. But then before we get that, we have to do a quick stop um, with the folks from Gigbytes. Now, this is your basically your bite-sized peek into the interesting intersection point between tech, innovation, business, and the law. So what exactly are we talking about today? We're going to find out in just a bit. Thank you, Philip. Today, we are talking intellectual property and employer-employee relations. If an employee creates a work in the course of their employment, be it inventions, ideas, trademarked works, software, among others, the creator legally does not own the intellectual rights of the work. The intellectual property that is created by the employee is owned by the employer. According to intellectual property law in Ghana, all works made by an employee in the course of their employment are owned by the employer unless there's an explicit agreement to the contrary. The employee, although the creator of the work, does not reserve the rights to determine how the work created should be used, modified or distributed by virtue of their authorship or creation of the work. Whether or not someone is an employee will normally be determined by the terms of the contract of employment. It is therefore crucial to emphasize the waiver of all legal and moral rights to any intellectual property created in the course of an employee's employment in their employment contracts in order to protect the company's IP created by the employees. For contractual work and consultancy services, ownership of the intellectual property is hinged on the agreement between the company and the consultant or contractor. Review carefully the intellectual property provisions in all your employment and consultancy agreements. We hope that by gave you something to think about. Follow us on Twitter for more at Gigbytes8. That is G-E-E-K-B-Y-T-E-S and figure 8. Or on LinkedIn at the 8 Gigs at Law and follow our Gigbytes thread. Now, that was just a taste of what we are going to discuss as our first topic for today. When the law goes high tech. I mean, I've had interactions with quite a number of lawyers who, for example, have been on the show, but then, you know, have expressed a few reservations, for example, even how they communicate, you know, their, how you can locate them and things like that. And it, it gets a little worrying for me as, you know, um, technology enthusiast or a technology journalist what exactly is going on with the legal fraternity is it that like they don't want to go high tech or they are high tech under g and they don't want to let the rest of us know about it well i have in the studio someone who hopefully will be giving us some insight into what exactly is going on especially in ghana with the legal fraternity and how high tech uh, the legal fraternity is getting um in the studio with me is Kweku Budu, who is an it lawyer and um 
he joins us to talk about some of these issues and something that the Ghana Bar Association is actually doing, which I think is pretty incredible. Um, I heard about it on the, on the City Breakfast Show, but I just felt that um, we needed to get a bit more into it today. Um, sir, you're welcome. Thank you so much for making time to join us on the show. Thank you, Philip. So, I mean, wh- let, let's, let's start off from here. Um, I mean, in Ghana currently, um, considering and concerning, considering what our legal frameworks are, and how the law operates where do you think the intersection intersecting lines between the law and tech actually sits you know like you go to the court for example and we have the lawyers with these big books and like you know you go someplace and you have to go and pick up some documents from here and there's a physical paper document that's supposed to be like is, is there no other way that all of this can be done or is it something that's happening on the ground but we are not seeing uh uh, thank you and good evening to your listeners. So, uh, talking about law, it's let's split that into four areas, or let me say four participants. You have the courts, where you find judges and court administrators. Then you have lawyers, solicitors, um, attorneys. Then you have court users. So this is this is this is the ordinary, you may say the ordinary public. Okay. Who access the services of lawyers and access uh, access the services of, of, of the courts. Then beneath this three layer three layered structure, you have law students. Okay, those who have been trained to feed into into the system. Okay. I don't need to convince anybody today that technology is swallowing the world. Mm. That definitely is. The okay. <laughs> we are immersed in technology. Mm. Uh, now we say disruptive technology. Right. So the internet is called disru- the, the great disruptor. Mm. Because technology has disrupted practically every aspect of human experience today. Mm. Today, mobile mobile phone companies are banks. Yes. Literally. Yeah. I mean, and you can set up a broadcasting station from your bedroom. Right. So, when publishing was the preserve of the big newspapers, anybody sitting on the internet with a Facebook account is a publisher. Right. And uh, I joke that today... Anybody below the age of 40, if you give that person the choice between, as, as typically those 18, 19, 20, in the 20s, mm. if you give this, if you make the mistake and give this person the choice between his or her parents and Facebook, <laughs> guess what they would choose? <laughs> Especially if you don't have very, anyway, yeah. <laughs> we'll, leave, we'll leave that decision for them. <laughs> okay. So, Technology is surrounding us mm. and we are sinking deeper and deeper mm. into technology. Not only is technology assisting us in the things that we do, but now you hear of artificial intelligence, you hear of internet Augmented of things. Reality. Okay. So what we do what hum, what humanity is doing is not only is technology assisting us in the things that we do, mm. but we are gradually handing over our daily decisions 
to technology. Yeah. So you now have uh, driverless driverless vehicles. You have uh, robotics. Okay. Now law operates in society. Society is sinking into technology. And law, we have said, is a very conservative profession. Mm. Okay. Now, what are you going to do? Because your very constituency is leaving your hands. Mm. Okay, it's sinking into technology. So you have no choice but to find out what to do. Okay. We need to, we therefore need to look at what is going on and what can we do. Uh, how can we use technology in the four segments that I have identified? The courts and the administrator, the judges and the administrators of the court system. How can we use technology to assist lawyers? How can the public use technology to ac- access uh, just the justice systems mm-hmm. and um, the law fraternity? And then you come to law students and how do we assist them to use technology to learn better. Mm. Okay. So, uh, Ghana obviously is on an island. This is what is happening globally. So, in Ghana, we also have to figure out how to do these things. How are we doing that? Um, I'm sure you've heard about the e-justice system uh, in the courts. So, the courts of Ghana have acknowledged that we need to do something about it. You have mountains of papers you need to deal with. Mm. Okay. Um, students, law students, for instance, now have easier access to study materials. So, through Google, through uh, one of the primary sources of law is what we call case law. Mm. So, the various decisions of courts are now digitized. All of them? Uh, practically all of them in certain jurisdictions. Okay. Practically all of them in certain jurisdictions. Like in, in the UK, for instance, you can find decisions of the court that were made, rendered this week mm. in what we call the weekly reports. Mm. What about Ghana? Yeah, so we're not there yet, mm. but... It's, of course, there are several other aspects of our society that is still developing. Mm. Okay. But that is not to say that we have not identified the issues. We have identified the issues and we are making efforts. Okay. So law students, therefore, have access uh, to the law reports, to some laws. And all these are digital. Yeah. Digitized. Yeah. Right. Okay. And... Lawyers, of course, have to, in their chambers also have to resort to... You can't keep writing in longhand, mm. okay? So lawyers in their chambers have to resort to word processes, uh, search engines, etc. Okay. So now, now let's come to uh, the Ghana Bar Association. Mm. So in 2018, uh, we went for elections and uh, Mr. Tony Forsen was elected the president of the Ghana Bar Association. Mm. And his vision was... How do we use technology to modernize the Ghana Bar Association? Mm. Or the legal... Well, Ghana Bar Association... Alone. Alone. Okay. It, okay. I've identified the, judicia- the judiciary, 
Okay, so the judiciary is definitely not certain idol. Right. Okay, they are doing some things. I've mentioned the youth justice. Exactly. I've mentioned the students. Mm. Students also have access. Okay. So the Ghana Bar Association is taking steps to modernize its interface with lawyers. Right. Okay. To make to make the work of lawyers a little bit easier using technology. Mm. And then we can talk about lawyer locator, where Ghana Bar Association. So, so okay, so in 2018, the Ghana, one of the first things Ghana Bar Association did was we digitized all lawyers' data. Any lawyer who has ever been called to the bar in Ghana from 1877 to date was digitized. So we, the first thing we did was create a database of all lawyers. Right. Okay. Mm. And then we, we embarked on a project to to allow lawyers to renew their licenses online and this was a major issue because sometimes it took two months three months to get your social license renewed and what you need to know is that every social every lawyer's license expires on 31st december so every lawyer's license is valid from first january to 31st december okay and if the first week of January, a lawyer has a case and the lawyer has not renewed his or her license, you could get your case struck out because you didn't you you were you filed a process without without a license. Mm. So one of the first things that the uh, Ghana Bar Association did was to automate the renewal of licenses. Mm. So that now you can go online and renew your licenses within ten minutes. Okay. So 10. yes. So thirty first December, midnight, your license expires. Within 10 minutes, you can have your license renewed. Okay. So that problem was just eliminated. Okay. And then several other things lawyer, uh, the Ghana Bar Association uh, did internally uh, and continues to do. But then with the lawyer locator, the Ghana Bar Association is now turning to the public and saying that, okay, let's see how we can also make life easier for the public. Mm. So this is the lawyer locator. The lawyer locator. Yes. The lawyer. I mean, I'll, I'll come back to my other issue, but tell us about the lawyer locator. So what you're saying is one of the first things that you did was at least to, to find a way to get tech to be better integrated with the Ghana Bar Association. Exactly. Was to make it easier for the lawyers under the Ghana Bar Association to register, re-register, do whatever they need to do much easier. So that's one phase of it. So what is this new phase? So all, all, all the projects like renewing your chamber's license, even applying for a new chamber's license, a lawyer does not have to leave his desk. Mm. Okay, mm. right, right in your office, you can get all these things done online. Right. This is how technology is easing the work of lawyers. Right. Okay. Now the fourth category of users that are identified is the public. Right. Okay. Now, you will have to leave your office, your home, and go on the street looking for a lawyer. You will have to, if you, if you have a case, if you have whatever, if you have a need for a lawyer, you will have to enter an office, enter a law chambers looking for a lawyer. So what the Ghana Bar Association has done is, since we now know all the lawyers that we have digitally, so we have a database of the lawyers and we've pushed all that and making it available to the public. Mm. 
So ghanabar.org is the address. So if you go to ghanabar.org, uh, that takes you to the Ghana Bar Association's website. And on that website, you then look for lawyer. Just scroll down, you find lawyer locator. Click on lawyer locator. It then brings you an interface that says, what do you want? Let's say you have a, a case that is uh, has to do with maybe marriage mm. or contract or somebody has infringed on your right concerning your land. Okay, whatever. So you can then click on that subject matter and you will then be shown all lawyers in Ghana mm. who have specialized in that area you're looking for. Okay. Okay. Or if you happen to know the name of the lawyer you're looking for, okay, either the full name of part of, of the lawyer's name, so you enter either Kweku Buodu or just enter Buodu. If you enter Buodu, it shows all Buodus. Mm. In the database. In the database. Mm. Okay. And then you probably can filter it and say, well, I'm looking for a lawyer in the Eastern region. Okay. So you then say, you then put in Eastern Region or Greater Accra Region, and it shows you all lawyers called Buedu in the Eastern Region. Mm. Okay. And once the, the, the data is displayed, you look for Kweku Buedu, you click on Kweku Buedu, and then it displays further details on Kweku Buedu. As much details as Kweku Buedu has decided to disclose to the public, right. it is... It is the lawyer who limits how much information he or she wants to put out. Yeah, to put out. That's, okay. That that makes life a, a little easier for a lot of people who are looking for legal services. Then. Exactly. Mm. And and not only that, it once you have it, it also tells you uh who were the classmates of Kakubu when he was being called to the bar. Oh, to that level. Exactly. Mm. Okay. Or who does Kokubuadu operate with in this region? So you can ask for all lawyers in that region, all classmates of Kokubuadu, or you can ask for lawyers that are older than Kokubuadu or younger than Kokubuadu. And what we mean by older or younger is when, in terms of when, or when they were called, called to the bar. bar. Right. Okay. So you can say that I want a lawyer who is seven years or older, or exactly seven years or. Uh, below seven below years. Seven years. That's okay. interesting. And once those details comes up, a box and a communication box is then open to you. You can then type in a message and connect to Kokubuadu. Kokubuadu right. then receives that message instantaneously. Mm. And if he chooses to respond to you, he then responds to you. And there's a connection now That's between crazy. just the two of you. Right. Okay. And you you and you, you just carry it from there. Okay. And you can keep shopping. Mm. Okay, and go from lawyer to lawyer without leaving your desk. Wow. So this is what the Ghana Bar Association has done for the public so that technology is being used to ease the public's access to lawyers in Ghana. What, does, what do you think it means for the lawyers, though? I mean, it's one thing. It makes life much easier for us as a citizens who want to get access to legal advice. But what do you think it means for the lawyers? You know, by law, lawyers cannot advertise. So, what this means is lawyers are being exposed uh, to the public, okay, without having to violate the law on, on, on advertisement. So, it is not just, sometimes it is just 
certain names that are known in, known in, in society. Okay, so this time it is not any specific names that are no, known in society. So other less known lawyers who may be equally good or better. Okay, mm. then also have that this this exposure. Yeah. Okay, so it's it, it's good for it's good for lawyers. If a lawyer does not want to be on that on that database, it's up to the lawyer. The lawyer can suppress information on himself. Mm. Okay. Mm. That's that's very interesting. I I had wanted to also ask a bit about the other side of it when you go to court, and you know I, I know the e legal system and everything is in place, but I also wanted to find out how that was also going because I know it's a thing of concern for lawyers how it makes much easier for um, lawyers to go about their work. I was wondering if you could give us an update on that as well. Yeah, the the it's called the e justice e justice uh, project. It mm. is an ongoing project. Right. Uh, so uh, it is uh, gradually and slowly unfolding. Mm. Uh, but the purpose of it is to minimize the amount of paperwork in the court system. Right. Um, for instance, one has to travel to court only to be told that the judge is not sitting today. Mm. Mm. Okay. So once you file your processes through e-justice, both the lawyer and the parties, once you've disclosed your contact, uh, the system is supposed to notify you that your case has been adjourned and you do, you need not travel to the court. Okay. Yeah. So and such a simple thing, uh, it's, it's with technology. It's a huge issue for us lawyers mm. because you drive all the way to court only to learn that the the the, the yeah, judge is, yeah, yeah. is on a course, and yeah. so okay. So the, so that is that is your justice is supposed to automate the court processes, both the back end and the front end. Right. But you're saying it's something that is coming together slowly. Exactly. You know how technology. Um, there are. It's technology. When you are implementing technology, because of the uniqueness of our environment, there are several issues that come into play. Our, our environment is. It's not just a pick off the shelf type thing and just implement. It needs to. It needs to be customized. Customized. Okay. The, the, the power systems. Mm -hmm. Internet connection speed and mm. reliability. Uh, Even the personnel the who are actually personnel. going to man it. The personnel, mm. okay. And this is our society, so we will we have to uh, custom customize everything and move according to the pace that. It's. As for technology, technology is available, mm. okay. But the human, you have to interface with the human systems. Mm. Make sure that the people you are implementing uh, this technology for are able to use it. Well, before you take leave of us, is there anything else that you would like to touch on before you go? Definitely. Um, so we we're talking about technology, mm. okay, and w uh, the area of interest is technology law, okay. Now, in view of the unfolding nature of technology and the way technology is swallowing everything. Okay. So the question comes up, well, the question that comes up is, so where is the law? Okay. So there is implementation of technology mm. and then there's the issue of IT law. Right. Okay. Uh, for instance, it's now very easy for, 
for somebody to defame another person sitting in his room. Okay. Unlike previously, like I said, a publisher was daily graphic. Okay. It was relatively more difficult to defame somebody in daily graphic. Mm. Okay. Now it is very easy to go on Facebook and just defame somebody. Okay. So what is the response of law? How is law now handling this power which is now being handed over to society? Okay. So there's this, apart from implementing technology uh, to make law, the practice of law easier, there's also the subject of where is our laws? Where is our law? What is the law saying? What amendments do we have to make to existing laws? What new laws do we have to pass? And this is an issue not only in Ghana, but globally. Everywhere in the world, this issue is, is, being, is being tackled. Take the subject of fake news, for instance. Okay. What is law saying about fake news? Fake news. Okay. It's, a, it's almost a gray area now. Exactly. Mm. So there is the need for lawyers to now come up, okay, and deal with this subject of fake news. Mm. In India, several people died because of fake news. Okay. And the Indian government approached Facebook and said, can you do something about it? And Facebook said, sorry, there's nothing we can do about it. Mm. You have to remember that Facebook generates revenue based on the number of posts that people push to mm. Facebook and to WhatsApp. And the ads and everything e else. Exactly. Okay. So it is up to law to now come in and see how do we smooth in? How with, do we smooth in the edges? With, with, what do we do? Without disrupting the free flow of information. Exactly, well. because the constitution allows us to post into WhatsApp or Facebook anonymously. Right. You cannot take that from the citizenry. Right. Okay. But where do you draw the line? Okay, so if somebody composes news which is untrue and posts it anonymously, you cannot say that, no, you can't do it. Okay, so what is law going to do about that? That's interesting. Okay, so these are issues that law... Uh, we will then have to deal with. Okay, so there are two main issues uh, here. There's the use of technology itself to aid law, and then we'll have to also use law to aid uh, the implementation of technology in society. Well, I, I can't wait for the day when you'll be seated here once again for us to um, have a conversation about how the law is defining all of these gray areas that we, we, we have at the moment. Thank you so much, Savedu, for joining us on the show. Um, yeah, most welcome. It's, it's, it's been an eye-opener. So the website, once again, where people can find the Ganabar.org. Ganabar.org. Yes. They should just scroll down yeah. and then they'll and find, find lawyer the Lawyer Locator. And then, uh, is, is there a mobile app yet or is something in the Yeah, way? so on, you use your mobile phone or a, a desktop. tablet, desktop, oh. just go to Ganabar.org. We, we fingers it, crossed we might get a mobile app soon we might we might get a mobile app soon <laughs> fingers crossed uh so thank you so much uh, once again it's, it's been a pleasure we are diving straight into our next topic for today which is influencer marketing 101 don't go anywhere this is city trends More variety. Today, many business owners are navigating unknown territories. We are asking new questions, like how can we keep ourselves, employees and our customers safe and keep our businesses going?
And how can we make sure we get them paid with minimal physical contact? But no matter how tough the times, remember, help says we can. That's why we can help you pay salaries and even your vendors here in Ghana or pay Forex abroad with our online banking enterprise. And together, we can keep ourselves, our businesses and the economy going. Visit firstnationalbank.com.gh and use our online banking enterprise for all payments. First National Bank, how can we help you? City 97.3 More variety The city is alive On 97.3 Well today when you open Twitter or you open Facebook or you open Snapchat or you open whichever social media platform or whichever platform it is or any digitized or digital platform you have some folks who are either promoting one product or the other or telling you or recommending a product to you or um, wearing some t-shirts with some um, label on it and indicating to you why you should get it well apparently they call it um and they call these people influencers um, or something close to that well um a lot of us don't really understand what an influencer really is and what they actually do so um i decided that you know what Let's try and get some education done. Almost like um, um, the first day in class at uni. So we're going to have Influencer Marketing 101. And um, I have managed to get lucky enough to have um, the CEO of Ripple Influence, Therese Jones, join us in the studio to give us some education. So today, Therese is your class. Um, thank you so much, uh, Lecturer um, Jones, for joining um, this class. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a master class. Yes. So, um, Influencer Marketing 101. Yes. And Therese, over to you. <laughs> what exactly is that, though? Like, Influencer Marketing, what's that about? Um, well, first of all, thank you for inviting me Absolutely. to have this conversation. I think it's a very important conversation to have. Hmm. Um, and it's a good question. I mean, Influencer Marketing essentially is having a a thought leader of some kind online who is able to convince their community to follow in the same trends that they are Mm. also doing. So essentially everyone in this room is an influencer. You just need to have a community. You just have to have your own community. You Mm. have to have people that believe in you. And one of the biggest misconceptions is it's about following. Mm. You don't need to have a lot of followers to actually be an influencer. So why should anybody pay attention to you if you don't have a following? (laughs) So the thing is, um, a lot of us seem to think that our following is very limited to the numbers online. Right. But, for example, somebody with a thousand followers, if all thousand of your followers comment on your post, you're more engaging than someone with, let's say, 5,000 or more whose comments aren't really that much. Nobody really cares about what they post. Right. I would go with the person who people like are actually paying attention to. And so essentially, um, influencer marketing allows us to look into different ways to um, advertise certain why, products. Why is this such a big deal now? Oh, it's a big deal because um, do you like ads? Well, I don't mind mm-hmm. if they <laughs> if they make my purchasing decisions much easier. Well, I think like a lot of people are tired of ads. Mm. They're tired of ads like popping up. They're not sure what to believe in anymore. Right. Um, kind of like what the previous speaker spoke about, <laughs> fake news online. Right. You never know what's authentic mm. anymore. And the great thing about influencer marketing is now I get to meet you. Mm. And you can tell me, hey, um, you should only listen to, listen to City FM. Mm. Right? And I'm like, why? Exactly. Right. But then once you tell me why... 
I believe you because you've now added a compelling story. Right. You've now added more emotion to it. And so when I go and tell somebody, hey, you need to listen to City FM, this is the reason. They also believe me as well. Hmm. And that's the great thing about influencer marketing. It's not limited to specific industries. It's not limited to specific people. It's really about what power of influence do we each individually hold? Who's watching us? Who's listening to us? Hmm. And who's making sure that they do exactly the same thing that we do? Now the conundrum, like if someone is paying me mm-hmm. to influence you to make a decision about a product, isn't that a bit deceptive though? Like I don't is it is it <laughs> deception in a sense? Um, I'd like to disagree with that a little bit. Okay. To be honest, I think that no um I know that there's some people say that we all have a price, mm. right? But I think it's beyond that. Um, one of the don'ts that I tell like people who want to get into influencer marketing is you can't become an influencer for one thing that contradicts your beliefs. Right. If somebody's mm. been following you for a while... Um, they know what you like. They know, they know what you what like. And if about. you don't, for example, if you don't drink mm. and all of a sudden you start posting and telling other people to drink, but people online have seen you maybe for months that Talk about not that there. you're not drinking alcohol. So you can take the money, hmm. but it won't work with your audience. Right. The great thing about influencer marketing is it's an authentic experience that's happening between the influencer and their community. Hmm. Um, by now, your influencer, um, your community online understands what you're going to post. Right. They know what you're going to story you're going to tell them because they're your friends. They're people that know you or think they know you. And um, essentially, regardless of if you're getting paid, they'll also know if that's an authentic experience or not. Hmm. So I'm sure you've seen some trends online where people will call out influencers and say, oh, but this isn't something you would do. And that's the great thing about the authentic experience of it, because brands need to know that you need to pick the right influencers for your product, for um, the the service that you want to sell to them. Because it's more than just, oh, let me pick someone with a lot of following. Tell them to wear a T-shirt or post a flyer. It's deeper than that. It's really about okay, how can this person tell the right story for my brand that leads to the best return on investment? And so that's what, what, what kind of economy is supporting this influencer marketing thing? Like, I mean, because we, we hear people being paid in the millions mm-hmm. sometimes for just one post. Yeah. Like, what, what, <laughs> what's going on there? <laughs> that's, a, um, that's good. Are there any stats about Ghana as well so I would know how to gauge myself potentially? <laughs> Well, um, the influencer marketing in general is is a billion-dollar industry, mm. and it's actually really growing on the continent. In West Africa alone, um, brands are spending anywhere from $500,000 and up on influencer marketing and on influencers and investing in influence. And the reason for this is um, because of the um, the problems that some people have with advertising and authentic advertising experiences. Um, these brands are ready to put their budgets into people, invest in people to tell the stories because some of you already use these brands. Hmm. You're already buying um, your t-shirts from certain places. You're buying your drinks from certain bars. Toothpaste. Yes, you're already using these products. Right. And so they figure you, you've built a community online. We want to tap into that community. You already use us. Why not get paid for it? Right. And I think that's the great thing that um, what we're doing at Ripple Influence. We want to create that level of transparency for both the influencers 
and the brands. Mm. We want influencers to understand how to value their worth. Right. How much is your content worth? How much, how valuable is your influence? And brands want to know, you as an influencer, what is the return on the investment in me investing in you as a content creator? Mm. How much um, value does it bring to my brand? And are you the right fit for my brand? And the great thing is technology has kind of helped us with that. Right. You know, the data that um, is sorted through the um, platform allows us to be able to sort that out for both the influencer and the brand. I see. Mm-hmm. I hear there are different tiers <laughs> of influencers. Like there's grade A and grade B mm-hmm. and grade C. Like, is it true? It is, but you know, and that's that's actually one of the issues. Right. I feel like that's actually one of the issues that started in the industry. Nobody wanted to really define what a nano influencer is, a mm. macro, hey. <laughs> a micro, time, like, and but everyone actually gauges what that is differently, mm. and that's actually why I started to see an issue, because if I say um, a nano influencer is anyone that's one thousand to five thousand, but then another country is saying it's one thousand to ten thousand, right. we needed to create some standards. Mm. We needed to create um, some rules right. that would allow um, the influencers to benefit. Mm. So the influencers do not get cheated. They're given fair value for their content, for their power of influence. And so, for example, us at um, Ripple Influence, we do have a few tiers. Okay. But um, I'd like to challenge people to really go and find out. But my thing, <laughs> though, is, thing is, like, yeah. in, in putting the tiers together, mm-hmm. it, it does still come down to the number of followers you might have. No, so that's the great thing about Ripple okay. is we've actually um, we actually evaluate um, our influencers by the content they mm. create. Their engagement is more important, mm. and then their following is really depends on the kind of people following you. And the reason for that is because some people actually buy followers. Mm. They assume that yeah, they assume that okay, I'm building an audience, but this is slow. Let me pay for ten thousand followers, but it doesn't. If anything, it devalues your page. Mm. Instagram eventually finds out. Mm. They make less and less people see your your yeah, content. Yeah. And so what ends up happening is you lose out. <laughs> and so what we've done is we've we've kind of put the tiers to be based on you. When I look at your um, power of influence online, how much are you worth? Not based on your following, but based on how far your content can go. Right. When you think of little Nas X or even... Um, People like, um, I'm trying to think of some people, or even Kojo Sheldon's content, for Mm. example. When you look at people like that, their content goes very far. Most of Ghana know or have seen, yeah, or have Mm. seen what he is, but he has less followers than some of the other people that you might think are influencers. Mm. You see mm. what I mean? But mm. it's about the content. Right. It's about what he's creating. And where it actually goes. Exactly. Which corridors. Exactly. And actually, that's one of the reasons why I love, you know, certain artists. Mm. I won't <laughs> but there's certain artists in, on the continent that I love, right. right? Especially here in Ghana. And I feel like it's their content that actually gets them mm. very far. Mm. You know, um, when I think about, okay, I want to hire somebody to promote something for me. When um, I'm looking at who would make the best impact, I always look at how they create content. Because even if I pay you to hold um, a beverage, if no one really looks at your account or you don't take pictures that are even that good, they're fuzzy, mm. they're not clear, your mm. videos are not clear, why would I care about what beverage you're holding if I can't even understand Consume what I'm the content exactly. you're giving me. Right. Exactly. And I feel like a lot of people underestimate that power. They're so focused on the followers that they forget about 
the engagement that your content should give you? Well, I, I, it's it's very clear that tech sits at the very heart of all of this in terms of how the monetization process works, how you're able to gauge, you know, um, how many people are engaging with the content, everything. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing this is where you guys come in. Yeah, and how how do you how do you do that exactly? Okay, so um, I like everyone to really understand how powerful their phone is. Mm. Um, it's it's really unbelievable to me that in 2020, a lot of people really underestimate how much money they can make from their phone. Mm. The videos you can record, the photos you can record, the apps you can download, mm. they all can lead you to like changing your life forever. Mm. The people who go viral that you see, I mean, I think like there was one taxi driver that went viral a while back um, for his laugh and he was getting brand deals everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And people were just like, wow, like he's made it. Yeah. But think about it, somebody recorded him, posted it online and it changed his life. Yeah. And so when it comes to Ripple, what we're saying is once you sign up, you see your worth, you let us know like what platforms you're on. We're able to determine, okay, let's say you're worth anywhere from 50 to 100 Ghana CDs per post, right. even if you have a very low following or engagement, all those things. Now what happens is we pair you with brands that match the kind of content you create, the mm. kind of content creator you are, mm. and what you're interested in. It's no longer just about, oh, this person's an influencer, this person isn't. We all have the power of influence right on our phones. Mm. And the great thing about technology is we no longer can say, you know, the world is small because the world is literally in your hands. Mm. You can now have access to an audience in America, China, Australia. I mean, you'll be surprised the kind of people that are interested in your content and want to see what you have. And so even if Ghanaians don't like your content, you never know. Someone out there does. <laughs> Someone out there does. And right. it, all it takes is for you to post on the right platforms. Mm. A lot of us ignore like the power of like Triller, TikTok, all those um, brands that we're all using. <laughs> but um, a lot of us like ignore um, little things like that. Hmm. And I think it's important that we understand how powerful our phones are. Interesting. Interesting stuff. Mm -hmm. What are the do's and don'ts of an influencer, if you could help us with that? Okay. Because I, I can <laughs> imagine some people um, taking a few notes, just trying to make sure they fit you know, where they can start making some good money. <laughs> is it is it always about the money, though? No, it's not. Mm. There are some influencers who actually do things for good causes. Right. I mean, I'm sure you've seen everything that's happened, you know, um, across Africa right now. Exactly. Um, and the Internet is really powering that. Mm. We're all able to help um, with our voice and with the power of our voice. Mm. And so I think when it, to even start with that, the do's that I would say is be authentic. Mm. Um, people can notice when you're not being yourself. Um, when you have to try to force it, even you yourself, it'll be hard to create content when you're not being um, the kind of person that you know you want the world to think of you. Mm. The don'ts, like I mentioned, is not buying followers, um, making, sh oh, posting flyers, <laughs> posting still creatives all the time. Right. You know, it's like, okay, we, we understand you're maybe trying to promote something, but it's always best to create user-generated content. Mm. And user-generated content essentially is when you create your own content based on what you want people to do. So if you want people to listen to you, you should be showing people um, what's, like, what you're doing yourself to make sure that you're selling a product. Mm. So, for example, if you um, started a new business or you went to a new restaurant 
and you want people to go to that restaurant, then it's time for you to start showing people why you're going to that restaurant, engaging with people at the restaurant. Why is it exciting? Inviting your friends, create an experience around it. And so I would say that um, I would like all people who are interested in just being a part of the communities that they love online to just be themselves. Mm. And that's the main part. I mean, there are people who play video games and stream Mm -hmm. and they get paid a lot of money just to stream (laughs) their video games. That's it. So there's literally an industry for everyone when it comes to influencer marketing. Mm. How, how, (laughs) I'm I'm going to ask a very silly, do I qualify? Oh, Yeah, I, I, I like the look. It means I qualify. Anyway, yes. since I qualify, everything yes. else is fine. We, we all do. Everyone, like I said, all of us do. We're all influencers. Who who looks out for the influencer? I mean, because, hey, you, you're, in, you're, you're in this as a business, clearly. But Ripple, Ripple Influence looks out for the influencers. The idea of transparency is very important. The first question that a lot of people ask is, okay, I want to be an influencer. How much do I charge? Hmm. And... Sometimes, you know, they'll wait for somebody to tell them what they're worth. But essentially what we've done is we've taken the human factor out of it and said, look, let the technology evaluate your content so that it's fair. Hmm. It uses real data to understand what your worth is and how to really um, evaluate the kind of content you create. And the great thing about the platform is it really allows you to see yourself grow Hmm. as an influencer. You get to kind of see, okay, maybe last three months, like three months ago, I was making this much my content but because it's taught me to get better um now i'm making a lot more Mm. and the idea is that as you continue to grow your audience as you grow your content that you will also benefit from that experience and that's what i'm hoping that people would take from this conversation that you really all (laughs) have the power to influence anybody we all do no matter what is the system local the system you use is it locally built it is it's where you know we're from ghana Ghana and Nigeria (laughs) and um, America as well, I guess. But um, (laughs) essentially, it's a Ghanaian Ghanaian owned um, tech company. Mm. And that's why it's really important for us to really hammer down why we're really for the people. Mm. We're for empowering the youth and we're for empowering them to understand the power of um, their contents and their influence. And we want them to understand that, look, you deserve to make money from this fun stuff you're doing online. Mm. And there are brands who are willing to support you with that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't think we needed any better introduction into Techpreneurs Month. Um, so how do people get onto the platform? How do people get to find out what they need to do and gauge their influence level? Yeah. You know. So I think it's really important that everyone visit useripple.com. Use Ripple. Yes, useripple.com. Um, and once they sign up, there's a check your worth button. So you have to make sure your page is in private and you'll be able to check your worth per post. It'll also show you... Um, Just like you probably do on Sprout or something. Yeah. <laughs> and But the good thing is, like I mentioned, like you'll be able to check your worth, but it'll also show you the best contents on your page, hmm. how people interacted with it, hmm. and those little details. And like I said, that's very important because once you see that, you now know what kind of content you have to go back and create. And what we do is we um, we're looking to... We're partnering up with um, a few brands mm. on the continent. Um, we're actually excited about some stuff that's in the pipeline. I, I can't that say we can't too talk much. talk about now. I can't say too much. <laughs> but um, we have a few stuff planned um, for young people. 
in Africa. Mm. And that's why like this product is for Africa. Mm. It's not just, you know, it's not for outside. And that's the problem with other platforms. I think they're so focused on outside of the continent. Mm. And we're more about, okay, how can we really help the youth get the real opportunities? Exactly. Because I've seen people make millions from TikTok from other brands <laughs> I think people make millions from other brands right. um, outside of the country but I feel like you know where are the stars in Africa we do have them. we have them I've seen them and but they need I think it's time the brands also see them as well right. and we're hoping to be that facilitator for them well fingers <laughs> crossed um, so the website once again where people can go and basically sign up and figure out what you're worth use ripple.com okay. and if they want to follow us anywhere everywhere everywhere it's use ripple <laughs> use ripple yes use ripple and so i just kind of want to also like make sure i hammer down that um if you're at home and you have a cell phone and you take pictures you take videos and you never post <laughs> i need you guys to start posting because there's someone out there that's waiting for your content mm. there's someone out there that's waiting for your knowledge Someone looking to for somebody that looks like them mm. to inspire them to continue to be themselves. Right. And you can also monetize on that. And I really hope that people really get that. I don't have anything else to add, but, <laughs> you know, use Ripple. Yes, use Ripple. <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, we, we, we will figure that one out and then hopefully bring you back so we can we can talk about it's a little more. Thank I you so, so much. Uh, Thank for, you for, for making this a very comfortable us. experience. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it was. I'm glad it was. Well, guys, I told you um, next month is Techpreneurs Month. And this is the perfect introduction to Techpreneurs Month. We're going to have quite a number of um, technology entrepreneurs joining us um, on the show next month um i'll be telling you all about that in just a bit but thank you so much once again uh, and thank you to the rest of the team as well for finally doing something for us <laughs> that we can um look to and wouldn't feel too bad entering our data into yeah. at least we know it's right here it's <laughs> yes, right it's here. here. yeah that's that's what matters <laughs> All right, so we have a number of technology entrepreneurs who are going to be joining us um, from next week, Tuesday. Um, on November 3rd, um, we have DevBox and um, Codathon who will be joining us. Um, um, also, we'll be having healthcare um with getrude and wisdom nano um with wego and um, they'll be joining us in the studio on november 10th um we're going to have the folks from ahunipa um and skill mind freelancer which is a portal they'll be telling us more about that um fast rx is a smartphone app that provides easy access to quality affordable um medications right at the comfort of your home so we have a lot of health technology there um we have apps and mobile also joining us um on november 10th um we have better receipts um with julius we have biz access consult um samuel and and of course we have we go and um, wisdom nano joining us on november 17th and on november 24th and um, we have gray pirates io limited we have um butter by flutterwave and then we have um Onyocha Limited as well with David. So it's it's a pretty packed month. Every week we're going to have at least minimum of three technology entrepreneurs joining us in the studio as they basically tell us some of the solutions that they've been working on all across the year. Some of them have some incredible updates um, as well. Things that you can benefit from as the Christmas period comes up. And so, you know, just, just tune in all through the month of November. We will be 
telling you all about it on almost every show you'll be hearing the advert so you know what to expect in every single week it's going to be great stuff and i, I can't wait to share all these stories with you um yeah so that will be all for today's show it's been fantastic i do hope you have enjoyed every bit of it thank you so much to all my guests who came through in the studio and of course to the rest of the production team to ellen to mr mg and of course to jeffrey and for making the show possible till next week stay techy.